welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So it's getting warm out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting, ex- getting excited. Yeah. Put on short sleeves today and it wasn't cold. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> That's a good thing. Drove with my windows down. That was nice. We're finally at a temperature where I want to be outside. There's mm-hmm. always like, there's the temperature where <laughs> the children want to go outside and it's not quite where I'm at. Although mom doesn't care. No. Mom will take them outside when it's like 40 degrees and just be like, it's fine. And well, I, they also want to go outside when it's snowing. Yeah. And it's like 20 degrees. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I don't like cold weather. <laughs> no. Spring is a fine stopping point, but it's really no. just a way to get to summer for me. Yeah. Although this is this is when we're in that grind of like, I don't mind it being cold in the months that are supposed to be cold. But once we get into the gray area of this month could be nice, it's just not. It's just chosen to not be. I take yeah. it personally. <laughs> I just, I hate... It, we this is very common in West Virginia. I don't know if this is how like weather shifts in other places, but I feel like we have a solid month where you wake up in the morning and it's cold enough or chilly enough that you need like a sweater or a mm-hmm. jacket at least and like long pants. But by the afternoon, like if you're leaving school, leaving work, whatever, it is so hot and it's just hot. There's no middle. Like there's no warm weather here it, really. It just goes from being winter to being summer. It's it's hard to uh I remember this problem from last year although obviously it's not a problem this year uh to dress your kid for school when yeah. you know that like they need like a winter coat in the morning but mm-hmm. by the afternoon they're going to be playing outside and sweating yeah. <laughs> their little butts off. Um it yeah. Right now it doesn't matter cuz school is here here is school school is everywhere and also nowhere schools around us and yeah (laughs) everywhere and nowhere is school right now we it's fun though the teachers i will say uh charlie's teacher has adapted a lot of this where we had to do like a nature walk and look at a tree so that was like a good thing you can just do at home like we went outside and looked at a tree and we had to write some stuff down about the tree but i miss any tree yeah just a tree it, we had to figure out if it was alive or dead. <laughs> wow. I also, I, I was overhearing their lesson. It was about things that are living, like what a living thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I totally freaked Charlie out by being like, you know, what we don't know is really, if it's really living or dead is a virus. And Charlie was like, what? Should they? Why do you have to go there? Don't freak her out. She's too young. (laughs) Cooper really liked it. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. It checks out. That's about right. I miss when school was just looking at trees. Yeah. It was so much nicer. I, uh, I, I broke a twig and I said, see, it's green inside. So you can tell it's still wick. That's from the secret garden. That was not a reference that my six year old got. No, of course it wasn't. (laughs) You remember when the... Never mind. Just... It's in the secret garden. Mm-hmm. Well. But that's how you tell it's still alive. <laughs> that's how you tell it. It's because it's green inside. Mm-hmm. The parsley survived. That's nice. In my herb buckets. <laughs> the parsley survived the, the ice storm. It was encased in ice and thawed, and it's still green and fresh and parsley. How does that happen? I don't know. You should do something special with that. That's survivor parsley. My guinea pig loves it. The girls picked it all and put it in a bag to give to your guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not what I, okay, that's special, I guess. She goes wild. Will, will the guinea pig get superpowers? Now, right? that's From the question. Eating that this parsley. Like, make it into some sort of salve or, or tonic. No, yeah. just feed it to a guinea pig. The guinea pig lives forever. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd be fine with that. Parsley is like, like catnip for guinea pigs. Oh. That's what. Um, Charlie kept calling it Ruth Nip mm-hmm. because, like, her name is Ruth, like catnip. Um, but she just she starts doing like flips and jumping up and down. I'm maybe it's extra powerful. I don't know. Maybe it will uh, give Ruth Elsa like powers. No, you don't want those. I don't want those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to be able to freeze 
everything when she's angry <laughs> because like- when I don't give her all the carrots she wants when I say no you've had so many today she gets so mad and then it would be every day would be winter this is my guinea pig she has emotional control over the weather <laughs> that would th- wait are we sure how how have you fed Ruth the magic parsley before and that big blizzard that ice storm that y'all had mm. just saying just saying are we is there because that would be really hard to figure out if the cause of your horrible like magical <laughs> winter weather was a, a non-communicative guinea pig. Have you considered this? I had not considered this until this very moment. Well, now you have. I'll have to ask her when I get home. <laughs> Do, mm, hold on. Does she answer you? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's a bigger problem. We have listened. Riley, listen. you're vaccinated. You, you've got to get out of the house a little bit now, okay? I mean, I am all for caution. Like, don't go out without a mask and all that, but you've got to get out a little listen, bit. <laughs> I have only had Ruth during the pandemic times. I uh-huh. got her during the pandemic. We've only been together during the pandemic. She's like basically an extension of my psyche. Sometimes I'm like, can everyone else see her? Everyone else sees her, right? She's there. She's not just something I've created. Okay, again, small <laughs> gatherings with low risk or other vaccinated people are okay now. Get out of the house. <laughs> I have entire conversations with Jack. I don't yeah. think that this is, I'm not one to judge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, what are we, I don't have a transition. What are we talking about this week? We're Riley? talking about iCarly. <laughs> um, I it it uh it was one of my favorite shows growing up as a a preteen and a tween, um, and it's getting a reboot this year, so it felt timely. It just uh, dropped on Netflix recently, mm-hmm. so everyone's been talking about it again, rewatching it. I rewatched it, thought, man, she was like the original YouTuber. We got we got to talk about this. Also, it's coming back. Perfect. It's it's interesting because I had never watched it, and as I was watching it, I was trying to think like, so it's just a kid who's a YouTuber, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like, whatever right. now. But like, I guess this must have been her life must have seemed pretty wild and unique and cool back in two thousand seven. Yes, yeah, because I mean, you had said before we'd started what that two thousand five is when YouTube like became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's I, what Google told me. Yeah. But I feel like people weren't using it for like their own personal like web show or vlogging purposes or whatever for like a few years after that. Like it had there were lots of like viral videos and stuff like that going on, but not lots of mm-hmm. individual YouTubers. Certainly not people getting like super famous from it. Yes. That was not a thing. Um, and, you know, she's an ordinary girl in an ordinary world. <laughs> but um then she's like super internet famous, which is something that is weird to me rewatching it because I didn't ever remember her actually being that popular. Like I knew their web show had a lot of viewers, but like mm-hmm. I didn't remember how many. But they get like hundreds of thousands of people is watching what their live webcast. Yeah, because yeah. their their first video makes it to thirty seven thousand, which I already thought like well, pretty good for your first yeah. video. <laughs> By the time they they keep going on, they get hundreds of thousands of viewers and they get invited to like the iCarly equivalent of like VidCon Hmm. where they have all these fans and they get nominated for like internet awards. They're on Splash Book? Well, Splash Splash Face. face. Splash Splash Face. Is that what it, what is it? They're on (laughs) iCarly.com. Yes, but then they but they're like their equivalent of internet like Facebook main internet website is splash face splash face yes this is like there's a whole network of shows all on nickelodeon that all came out around the same time all by the um same like team of people Mm -hmm. which i want to know before we talk about the show the man who is responsible for creating this show as well as like drake and josh zoe 101 victorious all those shows that were in this same universe um is a very bad person and it has been come out since all these shows uh, were aired that he was somewhat abusive to the young girls on set and kind of creepy and mm. all those kinds of things. Um, bad guy. I want to put that out there. I'm not saying that like he is a good guy because I enjoyed his show. Um, but he created this whole universe of, of Nickelodeon I shows. I didn't know they were all connected. Yes. Are these the same ones where instead of an apple, they would have a pear? pear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like uh, in one of the episodes of iCarly, they're at VidCon basically, and two of the guys in the audience are the two nerdy friends from Drake and Josh, and one of the girls mm. in the audience is like the cotton swab nerdy girl from Zoe 101. Um, okay. So yeah, they all cross over. Um, and also a lot of the people in them are used in the the shows. So like Spencer and iCarly and Carly were both in Drake and Josh before iCarly. And so. it it's really interesting because they uh like the whole the first episode is really just hey, we should have a web show. Mm-hmm. And then they have a web show. And, a web and that's show. the rest of I didn't watch the entire series, but as sure. far as I can tell that's just yeah. They, the antics, teen antics, and web show. Yeah, is that pretty much? Sometimes it? there's like some wacky dating and um, web show and hijinks and web show, mm-hmm. and they get more famous, and the fame becomes a problem. Yeah, sort like of. They start having other problems because of their their fame, their fame, their fame. But they're but they're all you know silly, silly goofs. I, I just I watched uh, like the first i watched the what's on netflix which is the first two yeah. seasons so i got through about one and a half uh but it's kind of am, am i wrong in, th- in saying there's not a lot of like continual plot points like what happens in one episode is sort of isolated to that episode yeah not a lot changes over time that's very true okay. um there are very few plot points that carry through multiple episodes um i mean like the main character things sure like relationships and stuff like that usually continue on but in terms of like things that happen episode to episode there is little to no consequence in future episodes which is why i think it was just always one of those shows that was always on because they would play episodes in random order on nickelodeon all the time in sequence with old shows from the same Mm -hmm. family of shows and you could pretty much just watch any of them and there was no need to watch ones before i skipped around so i could get a flavor of different seasons and Mm -hmm. i couldn't it was yeah. indistinguishable uh, other than yeah. like i could tell the kids had aged yeah that is the thing that that's most noticeable is they all start which was the thing about these shows they did cast people properly like the teenagers in the show that were supposed to be 13 or 14 were actually like 14 years old when the show started mm-hmm. which is nice because now you know like riverdale's cast like people in their mid-20s as 16 year olds so sure at least they were casting age appropriately but then you do see them like go through puberty and Freddie's voice gets deeper and gets taller and they all look different. Yeah. That's also tough, though, because sort of calling back to what you had referenced, um, that's got to be hard for kids at that age. As much as, as like, she's a YouTuber before there were YouTubers mm-hmm. and that would be rough, that could be a, a yeah. tough existence to be on the internet and be famous when you're that young. Mm-hmm. I mean... It was sort of meta because, like, that's yeah. the same for all the actors on the show. Yeah. And I know uh, Jeanette McCurdy, who played Sam, has talked about that a lot since the show has ended. And she said, you know, she won't go back for the reboot and she has retired from acting. That is no longer her um, career. But she has said that, you know, growing up in the public eye and constantly being talked about her appearance or her mm-hmm. personality or whatever and all these powerful men being producers and creators and you know telling her what to do at all times um was a very toxic growing up experience yeah which i mean you see happen with like lots of disney and nickelodeon people right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no i mean that's very uh, that's yeah. child actors who right. struggle yeah or um, or child performers like britney spears you know well, mm-hmm. and you know. amanda Bynes was also under this mm-hmm. umbrella and i mean she's clearly yeah. had a, a lot of struggles in her uh, later years with yeah. or like Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. yeah yeah Amanda Bynes was on uh the Amanda show which if I'm not mistaken was the first show of this like family of shows mm-hmm. um and where you got a lot of the other characters that came from that show into the other ones but yeah and that was I mean Amanda Bynes first big thing and she started that show when she was like 13 I think mm-hmm. 14 um so they were all very young it's it's interesting though to see people talking about the internet before the internet had taken over everything, <laughs> which yeah. I mean in two thousand seven like we're getting there, mm-hmm. but it's still not all of the world yet. Um, and the early on they talk about they're trying to get more viewers, and they have a competition to mm-hmm. get more viewers, and none of the stuff they do works and they fail, but they put their failures out there. 
and their failures get them so many more viewers than if they had been successful in their endeavors. Yeah. And they're like, can you believe that? And now in 2021 hearing that, I'm like, well, of course. Yeah. Like that's the whole, (laughs) that's all intern. Of course that's what the internet is. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Can you believe our failures and like mess ups got more views than if we had done it right? Like, definitely uh, uh-huh <laughs> yeah but they're like discovering this yeah <laughs> de novo <laughs> and it's it's wild to watch it's like yeah okay <laughs> and i mean 2007 was wasn't that when the first iphone came out there weren't even oh i don't know iphones like mm. in mass circulation i think in in 2007 i, yeah. I think that's when they first came out uh yeah they they definitely they around then or later because i yeah, I know. I let me look I on had my a razor at the time. I had a razor flip phone in two thousand seven. Oh, razor! <laughs> yeah, um, I had a razor at some point. Yeah. But I mean, they don't even have like in the beginning of the show. They're teens and they don't have cell phones. Right. Yes, two thousand seven. Yeah. So I mean, as the show goes on, and I, it went on for five seasons, I think technically. So it went mm-hmm. on all the way through twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. So by the end of the show, they had like pair pads and pair phones that were ipads iphones it's well it's funny because in that same episode in their attempt to get more viewers the way they do it is to try to put a sign up in the physical world that will get like physical eyes on it yeah and then they try to like go on a tv show to use the power of tv to get more viewers for their internet show and like i was thinking about like well why aren't you just coming up with other things to do that'll make your videos go viral and it's like was that just not a the thing, I guess. I guess that wasn't like a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, obviously, if you're trying to draw more people to your, your show, it would be something you would do on your show. Right. Not in 2007, I guess. And the, the show they go on on TV to put up a sign to tell people to watch. It is was like TRL. It was, yeah. t- it was. It was basically TRL. Yeah. <laughs> it is a very weird it's a very weird moment in TV because there's still remnants of like late 90s, early 2000s uh-huh. culture, but also just with the beginning touches of the internet being like everywhere and internet stars. Well, and it's still people trying to make uh, TV, trying to make these stories mm-hmm. about now. Well, and by now, I mean like about 2007. Right who did not come up with any of that technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, like those were the people who were trying to tell these stories who had like, I am trying to read to understand what the heck right. they're talking about. Um, but it is interesting because like the kids have no problem creating and uploading content to the internet. Mm-hmm. Like that is not shown as any sort of barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not just like, early on you kind of established freddie is like the tech like the geeky kid who knows tech but that's true for your main characters too Mm -hmm. like carly and sam also can use the internet yeah you know yeah and they uh go ahead oh no go ahead um i was just gonna say it is it's odd to see like sketch comedy almost is what they did kind of on the internet and that is not if people don't have like web shows as frequently anymore that's like that's sketch true. comedy <laughs> but i do think that it was pretty like uh predictive of the the attention span that we've now developed with what's popular on the internet because mm-hmm. that frenetic energy that they have on their web show where it's like here's a bit and here's a bit and here's a video of someone doing something silly and here's another video of something something silly like that is where we've evolved to with what we like on the internet. I mean, yeah. their their whole thing was let's bring on people that do silly things in very short segments. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very true. And their patter. Mm-hmm. It's weird when you hear like the way they talk to the camera, the way that like you didn't just tell a joke. You just repeated yourself in a funny voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you did that. But like a, a lot of the little things that they're doing are what still exists today. I don't I don't really just like sit there and scroll through YouTube videos, but my children would love to if I would let them all the time. <laughs> and so from that, I have seen that like that is part of it is just like we just say this weird thing over and over again and like do visual effects or a, make a funny voice and you think it's so funny and then we yep. move on to something else and 
I don't know. That still exists. Like, that's the language mm-hmm. yeah. of YouTube. Well, it's like it's not instead of a variety show where you go to the specific website to watch this one show. TikTok is the variety show. YouTube is exactly. the variety show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that it's like basically a bunch of TikToks, like these little short one minute segments that are all different, but all wacky and weird, mm-hmm. except in one curated live webcast which is the other thing it was live every time they did it (laughs) and that's crazy to think about they were doing it live and people were watching it live and from everything i can understand there was not like a page you could go to to watch past iCarly's it was just a live (laughs) it was just a live broadcast they didn't have like a youtube channel it was like a tv show they they embraced the ephemerality of their art form i like that (laughs) it was a happening yeah it was happening the artist is present oh that's fantastic i didn't really but you're right yeah like they don't it i mean maybe the videos are archived i don't know on their site maybe maybe i don't know but it is live yeah Yeah. no it's 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 (laughs) definitely it's definitely live which is also wild like I mean, on the show, her guardian is her older brother. Yes. Um, because her dad's away at sea or something. He's in the Air Force. Okay. He's in the Air living Force. on the base, on a base somewhere. He's somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere else. And the mom is not addressed. Ever. No. So uh, her older brother, who is like wacky and an artist and mm-hmm. not necessarily like going to make a bunch of rules he's I, not I think a strict the, parent yes that's yeah. the implication like she has a very sort of laissez-faire upbringing yeah um she is doing she is an eighth grader doing a live webcast and like i hear that and i get like palpitations i'm like <laughs> oh no oh no 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 you can't honey no <laughs> this is a bad plan and but there's nobody there to be like you probably shouldn't yeah they just do it. They said, can we use the top floor for a webcast? And he says, okay. Yeah. And that's the end of the conversation. Live. <laughs> that's it. But I, I will say that it is, one, I think we have to look at the time period again, though, because like yeah. the idea like back in the day, like, oh, you're going to, oh, you have a thing on the web, on uh, the internet. Oh, that's cute. That's nice. That's, that's a little thing you do. Like, you yeah. know, I think it was still kind of, because there are plot points where they get away with things they say on their web show because it's kind of assumed that a lot of the adults don't watch it, you know, like making yeah. fun of their teachers constantly. Like, that's fine because their teachers aren't going to watch this. That safety net of the anonymity of the Internet still exists back in 2007. <laughs> right. That's a really good point. There's that's not true. this concept that, like, everyone you ever interact with for the rest of your life can know that you said this now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like when you apply to college, when you apply <laughs> yeah. for a job, when you whatever you want to do with your life. Here it is. Uh well, I, I want to talk more about the show itself and why it um, has meant so much to you, Riley. Yes. As a, an up-and-coming internet star. Yes. But before we do that... Let's check the group message. Uh, so, first of all, I want to get us started. Hold on. I'm going to get us started. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> get us started. So you can get us started. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I can do this. Um, listen, right now... You might be somebody who's following the news and current events of the day uh, and wanting to know what's happening in the world constantly. Or maybe you just need a distraction from everything. Either way. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. Depends on the day. Um, but it's hard to unplug yourself. It's hard to stop when when the world is changing so much every minute. But you got to give your eyes a break every once in a while. You got to get away from those screens. Trust me, my dry eyes can attest to that. Yeah. Um, and instead... Why don't you just listen to something? Why don't you close your eyes, pop in some Raycon wireless earbuds, and enjoy what, you know, you enjoy those murder podcasts, probably. I love those. (laughs) You love those. (laughs) Uh, But whatever you like to listen to, Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to do it. No dangling wires, no stems to get in your way. They come in all kinds of different colors, so whatever you're looking for. They're really comfortable. They won't fall out of your ears. They don't tell me to say that. I'm just attesting to that. They don't fall out of your ears. (laughs) Like like most earbuds fall out of my ears. This is a problem for me. I didn't realize this was a problem for you. Me too. It's a huge problem for me. Yeah. Huh. See? And Raycon wireless earbuds do not fall out of my ears. They're really comfortable. It's a discreet look if you're worried about that. They look cool. Um, they're built with water and sweat resistant construction, Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly, enough battery life for six hours, 
and they're accessible to everybody because wireless ear Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you got to get these. They do, I don't know if Raycon wants to use Raycon. They won't fall out of your ears as a tag, but they can <laughs> if they want that. Raycon, you can have that. Uh, t- Taylor, if our listeners want to get Raycon wireless earbuds, what should they do? Well, Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for our listeners. And here's what you got to do to get that. Uh, go to buyraycon.com slash buffering. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order, so feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash buffering. Once again, that's buyraycon.com slash buffering for weird ears as well as normal ones. Speaking of other body parts, you know what what I care about? What? My armpits. Well, who doesn't? Um, Well, you should care about what you put in your armpits. Everyone should. And that's why I care about native aluminum-free deodorant. It has been a great addition to my 2021 routine. You know, my daily, you got to get up, you got to do your got to do your chores for your body basically. You know, right. get prepped for the day. Even if you're not going anywhere, which I'm usually not, you just got to get ready for the day. And native has become a part of that routine because they care about what you're putting in those pits. And that's why their deodorant ingredients list includes things you've heard of like coconut oil and shea butter. And another plus is that none of their products are tested on animals and almost everything is vegan. And oh, I could eat it. They have options. I know. You could eat it. <laughs> don't. No, I, don't, not, but you could. That's not good to say. Sorry. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Anyways, it is vegan. Uh, they also have a line of sensitive deodorants for people with baking soda sensitivities, plastic-free deodorants if you're trying to cut down on your plastic consumption, and even an unscented option. So if that is something you prefer... Uh, they have that, although I will say their scents are delicious for your nose and your pits. Uh, I like the coconut and vanilla. That's been my go-to. So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out Native, what should they do? Well, you can make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout. Get that 20% off your first order. The last thing I want to tell you all about real quick is Magic Spoon. I know a lot of us have been uh, not eating the best during the last year or so. Um, maybe eating a little more sugar than we'd like to, a little more of the sweets, and not balancing that that good sugar out with enough of the other good stuff that your body needs. Um, you know, like your veggies and your protein and all that good stuff. So if you're somebody who specifically loves cereal, which... I mean, like, that's almost everybody, right? Yeah. Cereal is delicious. We love cereal. Um, but you're trying to cut back a little bit on the sugar that you're eating. Magic Spoon has you covered. They have zero grams of sugar. They got protein. Uh, they are keto-friendly. They're gluten-free. They're grain-free, soy-free. Uh, they are just, it's cereal, but it's cereal that you can feel good about eating. And it's still tasty. So you don't have to sacrifice the yummy taste of a bowl of cereal uh, to get something that's a little healthier, especially in the morning when you're getting going. Yeah. Uh, cereal is also great at any time snack or yeah. dessert. Cereal is good any time of day. All times a day. Yeah. Um, they're releasing two limited edition flavors this month, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Or you can build mm. your own box. You've got cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cinnamon. My favorite's the peanut butter, personally. Mm. I like the fruity. Yeah, you like fruity? Mm-hmm. It's really good. And uh, I come from a, a household where cereal is very important. <laughs> <laughs> and Magic Spoon cereal is cereal that tastes great and you can feel good about eating. So, Tay, if our listeners want to get some Magic Spoon, what should they do? Well, they can go to magicspoon.com slash buffering to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream, maple waffle, or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. And be sure to use our promo code BUFFERING at checkout to save $5 off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash BUFFERING, and use the code BUFFERING to save $5. Uh, one thing I did want to mention about iCarly that I really enjoyed is yes. in, in one of those early episodes, Sam is trying to get people to move out of her way. It's when they're at the TRL show, mm-hmm. like show. And she says, move, we're from the internet. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Have you tried that, Sid? I Should well, be. I was wondering, does that work? I don't know. I've never tried it, there, but I feel like I should. Maybe 
there is no worse clout claim that I can think of than, excuse me, I mean something on the internet. Like, everyone's from the internet now, right? Uh But have you ever been in a situation, like, I don't know, like, I, for example, like, I was having an issue with, like, an airline a while ago. And, like, you know, I, I, I'm not one to ever, like, throw any sort of social media weight around because I don't have much of it. But there was that passing thought in my head, like, maybe if I mean somebody, I'm like, what, what do I mean? Hi, I'm I'm somebody on the (laughs) internet. Delta, I need you to answer me. (laughs) The only time I've ever used this is not to get anything. It was sort of explanatory. The only time I've ever said I'm from the Internet. Uh, We were it was when Justin and I attended a show with Lynn and we were sitting there with Lynn and people, of course, started recognizing Lynn. Sure. And we're all like, oh, my God. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so they were all sort of like trying to edge their way over to like before the show started to like say hi to him or talk to him or get his Mm -hmm. autograph or whatever. Um, And the woman sitting behind us leaned forward and tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Uh, is that really Lin-Manuel Miranda? I was like, yes. And she said, well, um, who are, who are you? (laughs) Are you, are you somebody? (laughs) I'm from the internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. I said, not really. I mean, I'm from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. Like, first of all, I wanted to say, like, well, lady, everybody's somebody. Come on. Give me a break here. What do you mean? Am I somebody? I don't know. My mom thinks so. <laughs> like, are you somebody? Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm from the internet. She just looked at me like, uh, okay. Oh <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, yes, I'm a famous person. I can't believe you didn't yeah. know. Mm. No, I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah, I have used. There's one point Carly introduces herself or like calls herself a professional internet comedian, mm-hmm. and like when people ask like, "Oh, you have a podcast? What does that? And it's your job? What, no, that what? What does that mean? I, I have used something similar. Like basically, I just <laughs> professionally create internet content that has real no impact. <laughs> have either of you ever, um, when trying to, because I've been in a similar situation, tried to explain my employment uh, to like you know like for like a rental application. Have you ever resulted to uh, radio? I work in radio. I work on the. Yes. I'd make a radio show. <laughs> internet radio show. Internet is radio show. Yes, that is internet radio show. Yeah. Or maybe just like leave off the word internet because, like, oh, people know what the radio is. I'll just say I work in uh, on a radio show. That's fine. That's close. Yeah. That's a thing you can understand <laughs> as a real job. I, I have done that. Yeah. I use, that's why I usually just default to I'm a doctor. And then I just leave it right. at that. I'm like, I'm a bartender. That means more in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you look like you had a thought, Riley. You had a thought face on. Well, I was thinking there are lots of um, other characters in this show besides the titular iCarly. Right. Which, by the way, I thought it was funny. I saw someone tweet and say, if I was Sam and Carly wanted me to be on her web show that she was going to call iCarly, I would have walked away right then and there. <laughs> Which is fair. They, I they do. I feel like they tried to cover it with Sam's whole like I don't want to do a web show. I don't want to prep. I don't want to tell do you what. Work. You can make it your show, and I'll just be your wacky sidekick. Yeah. Well, like, also, well, so the name did come from Freddie. So that's true. It was not Carly, <laughs> who is established. I do feel like they. By the way, I want I want you to talk about the other characters. Yeah. I feel like they played that. I don't know how the series continues, mm-hmm. but they did play that off better than I expected. With like he's the next door neighbor who's like in love with her mm-hmm. and like longing for her. Like yeah. that can get I, I really hate that trope a lot. Where yeah. it's like if I just nice guy her to death, eventually she'll love me back. I yeah. hate that trope. But I feel like that her just being definitively like, You gotta cut out this crush stuff. Yeah. We're friends. Just like leave it be. I've I don't know. It's it's still not my favorite thing to see yeah. modeled, especially since at the drop of a hat she can like smile at him and get him to do her bidding. Right. Um but it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they handle it in a way that makes it so it still can be like not necessarily enjoyable, but like a fine plot point because they make it clear that Freddie knows like she doesn't like me back. So she like I don't know, receives his flirting or his declarations of love or whatever and just kind of laughs it off like, okay. Mm -hmm. But then he never assumes like 
he is owed anything or yes. she like needs to feel the same way he always like when she shuts him down he's always like okay that's yeah. fair that, <laughs> okay. that that i do feel like that they handle that that's the bit that you're always worried they're gonna drift into yeah. which is like him saying i've been here all along waiting for you and i can't yeah. you know and um they do eventually it kind of fades away there's less freddie love for carly and more so just friendship because then freddie and sam date for uh, the three episodes worth of of show maybe four um and then the very very last episode of the series carly and freddie kiss and we don't really know if they stay together mm-hmm. or not um but that is how the series ends um but I did want to talk about the other characters because you have Carly and Sam and Freddie and Spencer, which are kind of like your four that are, you know, your main your main four. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gibby and Tebow are two of my favorite characters. I don't know if either of you watched any episodes with either of them in them. Um, no, I think, Taylor, you got to some, but I did not. I got a, I got. Yeah, there's a they both are in season two. Yeah. Um, Gibby is their their friend their wacky friend who ends up joining as like a regular on their web show basically like a regular character um, and Tebow works at the smoothie shop that they frequent but his thing is he often is trying to sell something else in addition to the smoothies that he puts on a stick for example like bagels or donuts um, at one point he manages to get tacos on there like mm-hmm. that's his thing just kind of walking around selling things on sticks but also then he becomes more of a regular by the end um, but I think it's a it overall it does a really good job of bringing in these other characters that seem like they have their whole other thing going on in addition to being like a quote unquote background character mm-hmm. because it makes it so much more interesting than just every episode what's going to happen with Carly, Sam and Freddie with their web show oh no they're going to fight oh they're fine like oh their web show's in danger oh it's fine or neville who's the bad guy who threatens to like write them mean reviews on the internet basically (laughs) horrible (laughs) he comes back he comes back a few times neville the first troll like literally nickelodeon incel (laughs) yeah he's this kid who has this really powerful like internet content critique website and they think he's like an adult and they meet Mm -hmm. him and he's actually like a 12 13 year old boy um and he just, you know, he wants to date, he wants to kiss Carly, and Carly says no. So he says, I'm going to give your podcast, or your podcast, I'm going to give your internet show bad reviews. <laughs> feels too close, doesn't yeah, it? It feels right? too it close. close to the bone. Yeah. I know. Yep. Um, Gosh. Oh, yeah. yuck. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. That I is hate a, that. That is a plot point that is used multiple times throughout the show that I really didn't remember until I rewatched it, that there are at least two or three guys that try to kiss Carly that she has to like run away from so they won't kiss her and like Ugh. get Spencer to like kick them out. Well, this was this was before we um I think had any we still don't have yeah. enough but any conversations about consent. Yeah. yeah. Like this is this is before that became like still not commonplace enough but right. any it, commonplace at all. Yeah. I that's a shame too. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not surprised cuz I mean I'm familiar with that that period of time right Right. i remember 2007 to 2012 (laughs) i I remember that that time existed i was alive in it yeah um i wasn't a teenager but i was alive uh but it's a shame because i actually felt in the episodes i watched there's a little bit of energy coming from uh sam and carly that i don't usually associate with teen girls on tv Mm -hmm. uh there's a little bit of like like, for instance, when Carly's like, I don't know if I'd want to be famous in that very first episode. And then the two cute guys come up and are like, don't you have that cool web series? And then she's like, maybe I do want to be famous. Yeah. And it's like, that is a beat. Yeah. That you normally don't see for a, a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very boy. Like, I got some bibs. Like, that's a yeah. very <laughs> boy beat. Um, And I, I thought, well, maybe this is. It's not feminism. It's not. But no. it's, it's proto fem it's yeah. like the the first like steps towards maybe girls could be something other than what we've depicted his I don't know. Like I felt like a little bit of like there's a that's straining to break out. Right. But it's not there certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. I, I do I agree with that. I mean I feel like that at points I was like they're kind of written like boys and I know it's mm-hmm. you know like a the man in charge, the producer on the show, but like, but then again, like, also, like, you know, that, like, 
those cliches of what young teenage girls are like not being present is refreshing because girls right. hey girls can be gross and and rude yeah, yeah. and weird and and you know i don't know like that's that's all normal stuff and it is nice to see that you know that portrayed it yeah it's very much crossing into that thing where like um it's that classic the girl who says i'm only ever friends with boys and it's because we have taught girls that boys are cool girls are not so in order to be cool you have to act like boys and be around boys don't be like girls yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's like the extreme of that Mm -hmm. because they're also i I am also not thrilled with how sometimes they're bullies Yeah. yeah and and it's that it's a very like sort of um toxic masculinity kind of energy that gets that that sometimes is in there i mean not not to that extent but you right. know what i mean I like what mean. there's moments of it where it's like why are you shoving that kid into a locker like what what is this like yeah. why can't you just be like cool and a little gross and not squealy girl and also not shove people you yeah. know i mean they i feel like that they're just trying to make them more like boys to make them cool which is not the answer either right, right. But it is different. (laughs) I do. I do appreciate that neither of them, except for the few episodes where Sam and Freddie are dating, neither of them are in like relationships for any longer than like an episode. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is the plot of the episode that something goes on with this boy that one of them is dating. But that's it. And I do like that because there's never a point where it's like either of their characters are dependent on another person, Mm -hmm. on a boy. Um, except there is one ep- they did lots of hour long like not movie episodes but like TV specials I guess yeah and one was when Carly dates a bad boy oh yes and Spencer's very upset about this because he tries to steal Spencer's motorcycle oh no but the reason I know the reason they break up which is looking back I'm like why would you break up with someone over this this is the- Carly that was not a good move is because his secret is that he collects peewee babies, which are the iCarly equivalent of beanie babies. Oh. So mm. he has a large peewee baby collection. And Carly, like, tries to buy him, like, a power drill or something. Like, can't you go fix something? Like, let's get more power tools. Can't you be manly Whoa. and be a bad boy again? Uh. And he just wants to show her his peewee baby collection. And he, like, keeps them all in mint condition. And he has, like, knows their names and everything. And it's like, why do we... Come on, Carly. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because having I think uh, this should come as no surprise. I really like the character Spencer, but like yeah. having that as a main character, like there's that there's a there's an episode where there's like a they're in they're watching a bunch of dance auditions and mm-hmm. they all have these dreams involving dance, <laughs> and like it ends with Spencer waking up in like a waking up in a dream and he's like wearing a dress and there are all these like young men that are to dance with he's like wait a second what's going on he's like i think i like it and then just does this yeah. whole dance routine in a dress with a bunch of dudes and i'm like okay that's nice yeah <laughs> like i think yeah he is he's a good character yeah, yeah he is spencer he is. is a good character that's um, true that's a shame to hear that they especially yeah. like i would think the bigger problem would be that the guy tried to steal a motorcycle yeah, yeah. that would that but would put it, me off a little bit again right? <laughs> spencer is the good guy in this episode is like a good adult role model because he tries to steal spencer's motorcycle and he, the security guard whatever catches him brings him up to spencer's apartment and says this is who tried to steal your motorcycle do you want to press charges and spencer's like no you know he's just a kid like i was kind of a dumb kid that tried to do dumb things growing up i don't want him to get in trouble for this because it's Mm. fine he didn't damage anything so instead he tells his kid like hey come up here and you have to help me work on this sculpture for several days like do work on it and stuff instead of me pressing charges and he's like trying to like be a a mentor to this this quote-unquote bad boy which is good since i will say that was one thing i noticed pretty quickly unlike um like boy meets world Mm -hmm. which is a generation back from Mm -hmm. shows like this um where the teachers are they might be strict but it's because they love you right and they're going to help you and inspire you and shape your future Mm -hmm. and like you're going to remember fondly all the times they were tough on you because you know it shaped you into a better human yeah like that's very much underlying like a show like boy meets world that is not what unless something changes dramatically towards the end of the show the teachers seem like real jerks on this show yeah (laughs) except for the one cool principal that is it yeah they're all jerks that's that's interesting. I wonder what that says about culture 
at that moment, you know, yeah. like because it was just a given on on Boy Meets World that like the teachers might give you detention, but it's because you really did screw right. up and you really did need to take a minute and learn a lesson yeah. and that kind of thing. Whereas in this show, it was like, I'm going to I don't know that. I mean, they did make fun of that one woman, that one teacher. Yeah. But still, it was like intentionally cruel. I'm, right. I'm not going to consider you or listen to you because I hate kids. Yeah. That's how all of them are. Yeah, which is yeah. A, a very sad, unfortunate trope. But was that just like what culture thought in the early 2000s? Is that just, I don't know. I, guess. I, don't, I was out of high school by then, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a young kid's fantasy. Yeah. Like, you know, teachers are stupid yeah. and well, you, you live in your three-story loft with your mid-20s cool art brother instead. Like, yeah. no adults here. <laughs> Very, very Charlie Brown. And your fashion is incredible. That was the one thing Charlie instantly was like, I love the way they dress. And that was how, that was everything. I wanted to dress just like that. Oh my gosh. Well, I would say like one odd, and this felt like a, like, I don't know who this Easter egg was for, because it was for me, but the only reason I ever watched this show was because (laughs) of this, this episode. Uh, It's the first episode and uh, Spencer is wearing a shirt with a spray painted S on it and a very thin tie. That is a direct reference. This is so bizarre to a Dead Kennedys performance. Like they did, played this like Bay Area music festival when they first hit it big. They had like one big hit out and they were still very much like underground and alternative. So in mm-hmm. sort of an active protest, they went on stage. They were instructed to play their hit. Instead, they did not. They played like a riff on My Sharona and they walked out with S's on their shirt and then they turned around their ties. So they looked like dollar signs and then played like, oh. haha, we're a bunch of sellouts cool bit of punk rock history but the fact that spencer yeah. was sporting that look of like what who who is this for <laughs> it's for you <laughs> that's wild a decade later like oh yeah punk rock okay <laughs> i was um that's interesting re-watching i think maybe this is why i because i was thinking like why did i like this show so much i liked all of those shows in that era but this was the one that like i remember watching most and liking most um I was trying to remember, like, why why did I feel so drawn to this show? And I was rewatching with my roommates, and one of them said, "Man, I wish I had gotten to grow up with like a cool older brother that was that much older than me." And I and they looked at me and they're like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> you basically did like not yeah. a brother, but like older siblings that were that much older than you." And I was like, "You know what? You're right. Like Carly had this relationship with her brother that wasn't really like a sibling relationship because mm-hmm. he is what twenty seven when the show starts and she's thirteen, mm-hmm. so like fourteen years, and it's kind of like a weird parent sibling relationship, and she gets to do cool things with him and because of him because he is an actual adult, like that's the relationship I always had with you all and by Aww. extension Justin, but I mean that's like that was me and I saw like wow Carly has. A, Weird older brother. I've got two weird older siblings. <laughs> That's and I don't really want to do YouTube, but podcasts seem cool. Yeah. yeah. And then as I got a podcast, there was part of me when I was fifteen and we started the show, I was like, I might Carly. This is now. <laughs> this show was was very much for you, Riley. Yeah. Yeah, this was we, quite formative. We did a presentation my freshman year of college, my scholarship class, where we each picked a uh, fictional character for the, everyone else. Um, that represented them to introduce ourselves and my class picked iCarly for me yeah. and in the moment I was like is that and then I rewatched and I was like well, okay that's that's fair <laughs> I'm iCarly for the podcast era <laughs> well I can't think of a better note to end this episode on <laughs> yes I'm renaming the show to iRiley I yes. <laughs> alright alright <laughs> Uh, I will say that I'm glad that you had us watch this. I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. I think I think it's funny. I think it's cute. Yeah. Um, I think it does like do better than a lot of shows of that era. Not everything, Not great, but, but better. Yeah. Um, but Charlie and Cooper loved it. Oh, good. Yes. I thought they might. They they both immediately. Charlie was like, I got to make a video of me squirting milk out of my eye. How do I do that? <laughs> oh, no. And I was like. Oh no, we you can't I do this. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then Cooper sat there trying to pick her nose with her toe. Yeah, I have a video now of Cooper trying to pick <laughs> her nose with her toe. So thanks for that. But they loved Welcome. it and demanded we watch more. Oh, good. So yeah. So there we go. I was surprised it still holds up in terms of like things that made me laugh. There were still a few moments where I laughed genuinely. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. I, I had some moments where I genuinely thought things yeah. were funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I also, the, the, the design on it, like you said, the fashion, the set. 
oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's just nice to look at <laughs> yes it's very nice and also i just wanted that apartment and that <sighs> studio upstairs and eventually she gets a new bedroom and it's I went down like a rabbit hole of like different prop aspects that are in that apartment, like different things that someone got. There's like a gummy bear lamp. There's all sorts of stuff. I'm yeah. like, I just, this is, I want this stuff in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all well, right. Thank you all for watching this with me. What's well, thank next? You. Um, I wanted to, I feel like this is on the theme. This was a show about YouTubers before YouTubers were such a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a show about sort of podcasters okay before there were podcasters i want us to talk about radio free roscoe oh boy all right it's actually a radio show it's not really a podcast but you know it was the pre-podcast yeah right so i um, never heard of this until today so it was a uh, it is a canadian show I, whenever you see it you'll see like things about degrassi right alongside mm-hmm. it i feel like yeah. i feel like it, that's the right sort of time and mm-hmm. feel for it mm-hmm. um but Radio Free Roscoe, I know Taylor and I just fell in love with. So, yeah. Uh, All right. I think it's on YouTube. Gotcha. So, enjoy. Thank you. And Very we'll, excited. <laughs> we'll discuss next week. Um, thank you both. Thank you, listeners. You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. Uh, and you should go to MaximumFun.org where there are many podcasts and you would love them and you can listen to them. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Changed Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And And I am too. I think I kind of mispronounced my own name. (laughs) That's all right. It's been a hard year for everybody. It's March again. It's March. It's still March. March. March is on. Hey, I'm Janet Varney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.